What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. This is the 4-Man Rush. fans and welcome to another podcast of the four-man rush i'm your host timmy vo here with kevin and will and we're going to talk a little bit about the panthers organization and specifically about b of a and what tepper had to say about putting some fans in the stands um i don't know about you guys but uh yeah be careful about that (laughs) be careful about that um this whole covid situation is not going anywhere anytime soon do not believe the bullshit, folks. Keep yourself safe. If you don't have to go out around people, please don't. If the state opens, congratulations. Hello. Yay, state, wherever you are. Keep your ass home. Right on. All right, so uh, we're just going to jump into um, some news about um, Bank of America Stadium and the players returning to work. Um, uh, Kev, we'll start with you. And uh, we'll... Uh, We'll uh, bring on the bring on their uh, late hitter, and uh, we'll go from there. Um, we're also going to talk about some. Um, well, we'll talk about how comfortable we are about about certain situations, or I should say, certain positions um, on the uh, old football squad. Um, you know, Teddy and Shaq, and uh, the new addition of Whitehead, and things of that nature. So, hold on to your hats, Panther folks, Panther fans, Panther Nation. The four man rush is here. So. Um, Kev, what have you heard about uh, the players heading back to work? Well, what I've heard is that um, the NFL had announced late last week that teams can begin reopening, uh, actually starting today in different areas around the country. Uh, however, as far as the Carolina Panthers is concerned, uh, they've already put out a statement that they won't be taking part in that until June when I think North Carolina goes to phase two of the process, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and when it do, and when they do return, it's going to be on a very limited basis. Uh, says here, according to, uh, and I want to make sure I quote this correctly, the Charlotte Observer. I'll make sure I give them a credit here. Uh, just looking over it, is they're basically saying that uh, the group of employees allowed in Bank of America will include no more than fifty percent of non-player staff, which is up to seventy-five people per day. Uh, only players and strength and conditioning coaches are allowed on in player rehab. No other members of the coaching staff can be on site. So basically it just seems like, you know, anyone associated with the rehab and the players, uh, it's going to be allowed. So you're not going to see, you know, all 89 current players that's on a team up in there, players that's, you know, recovering from off season surgeries or, uh, been rehabbing since being on IR, things like that. That seems to be the type of players that will get the initial, wave back into uh, Bank of America Stadium. Uh, basically, you know, the NFL is aiming towards wanting to make sure that testing is available for the players to return and everyone entering Bank of America Stadium will have to be checked, had a temperature checked, uh, kind of like how it is when you go to any medical facility right now. Uh, everybody coming in and out will have all their vitals checked. Mm-hmm. Uh, for these uh for the COVID nineteen um symptoms. So uh it's pretty much just the uh it's gonna be the new normal here. 
Uh, as you know, the Panthers have been doing, like everybody else, you know, the virtual offseason aspect of it. Um, a lot of, you know, Zoom meetings and things like that. Now, we have seen a couple of pictures of players getting together. I think it was released. Uh, I think, Will, I think you shared it, that uh, Teddy um, Teddy Bridgewater and Robbie Anderson were spotted, um, you know, on a practice field. Uh, I, I'm assuming looking over plays or whatever they've been um, learning through the virtual learning. So uh, it's good that players are taking upon themselves to, you know, slowly integrate into the uh, to the nuances of the uh, new scheme under the rule era. But uh, overall, that's pretty much where it stands with the uh, with the stadium. Um, yes, uh, just says here that Governor Roy Cooper did say that uh, moving in phase two, that that would allow Bank of America to be one of the uh, places that are allowed to have people to resume. So uh, early June is when we'll start having vis- having people back at the uh, at the vault. Yeah, I'll be, be happy to see them, folks. Be good to see them back in there. Be good to see them back in there. Um, Will? Yeah, man, I don't really have much to add. I mean, he's pretty much covered what was going on with the openings. I mean, I think at this point, I think this is the NFL trying to stay on schedule and see where they try to open on time and get things going as usual. But I think at this stage, man, I mean, it's hard to guess. Everything's subject to change. That's just how it's going to be up until August when camp starts. So it's really just a day by thing, a day by day thing with me at this point. Yep, yep, yep. So all we can do is wait, folks. <laughs> that's all we can do. That's all we can do is wait. Yeah, it's just that's just how it is right now. Um, uh, in addition to that, uh, Tepper, uh, I think he was uh, interviewed and was speaking on uh, the possibility of having some fans in the stands. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's, that's some good news, depending on where you are in the COVID situation. Um, there's some news, you know, going floating around that there's, there's going to be another spike, um, just, just in a natural way of, um, of, of, of this, uh, of this, 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 this pandemic situation, you know, people get back out there and, you know, this virus might pop off. We might be doing a good enough job of, you know, keeping people quarantined. So it might not be that bad. We'll see. Um, but, um, according to Tepper, Maybe have some people in the seats. Uh, what'd you hear, Kev? Yeah, well, Mr. Tepper had this interview on last Wednesday. Um, uh, going over this, he was speaking with, um, he actually appeared on CNBC and he was being, you know, mentioning about uh, his opinion when it comes to uh, fans in the stands. And he pretty much said that there's a possibility of that happening, but he said it was also based on the amount of testing available in certain areas. So I don't think he was speaking over a broad stretch. like all 32 teams can have stands, but he just feels like in certain areas, that is an option that could be a possibility. Uh, you know, me personally, as a, as a fan, as a, as a PSL owner, uh, me personally, um, I'm already considering not even, you know, even risking it for me. I, you know, Hey, if that makes me scared, so be it. I'll live to tell about it. But mm. Overall, I just I just really feel like that until there's bona fide solutions for this pandemic, and as you mentioned, Tim, the fact that they're accounting for a increased spike with this in the fall. Apparently, this uh, COVID nineteen thrives in cooler weather. Now, t- typically in the Carolinas, you know we don't really get cold until like late November, 
time frame. But again, me personally, you know, why risk it? It only takes one time. And, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much what Mr. Tepper was saying that it won't be full stadiums. I think that it's more so along the lines of having fans spaced out so many seats in between each other on certain rows and things like that. And, you know, if you've been to a game, it's going to feel kind of weird. It's going to feel like, it's almost going to feel like a fan fest before the Panthers got good. You know, it's just, <laughs> you know, you know, the, the before the 2015 season fan fest, you know, you know, your next neighbor, you know, like 10 seats down, you know, two rows up, you know, what's up, bro? You know, <laughs> but, uh, it, you know, you gonna have some. I already talked to some fans who said if they if they open it up, they're gonna be there. Hey, you know, God bless you. you know, I, that's that's what you want to do. You know, do what works for you. Everybody's situation um, is is um, is not the same. Me personally, you know, y'all guys know I'm a disabled vet. You know, my immune system is not as strong as it used to be due to the um, uh, biological agents that you know enter my body. You know, when I got injured in Iraq, so you know I have to take certain medications. So. Uh, I'm just not willing to take that risk um, with there being a possibility for myself. So, uh, but hey, anybody else that goes, you know, hey, keep pounding for me while you're there. I'll be sitting on this couch, you know, screaming and cussing from home. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, don't don't be testing the waters, man. That shit, that shit ain't nothing to play with. Will, do you have anything to add? Oh, yeah. Now, Temper want to be a doctor, huh? <laughs> Ask him about Cam's injury. Cam not a doctor. He not a doctor. You need a you need a doctor answer now. All of a sudden, need money. Need money in state. Can't fill up no stadium. Like, oh yeah, now I'm a doctor. Now I'm a doctor. We gonna fill the stadium. Damn it. He stayed. He, he stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night. <laughs> yeah, he gonna find a way now. Doctor Seuss. Messing with his money now. He gonna yeah. Play that doctor role now. Oh, I know my shit. When I see it, man. I mean, you know. You know, it's talking like a lot of business owners right now. They mm-hmm. think they're going to open up next week and have business as usual. But I mean, like, you know, Dr. Falkai said, it, the virus determines what happens next, not you. Yep. So, I mean, we just have to wait and see how it plays out. I mean, at this stage, I'd just be happy if we can get football in empty stadiums. I mean, they have UFC on, they got NASCAR on, they got uh, soccer on TV. And I've enjoyed all those events just like I do normally. I mean, I'm not even a NASCAR fan, and I watched it because there was nothing else on TV. And I, I thought it was a fun event, fans or not. So I think football will be the same way. So let's just hope for a season right now. Then we can worry about, you know, the extracurricular stuff. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we just got to keep it in perspective, folks. Just got to be uh, got to be patient. No, man, I don't know, I don't know how to tell you, man. Just got to be patient. And, you know, and you you um, you hit a, a a good point there, Will, about you know these business owners, man. It's it's a, it's all about paying the bills for these folks. But you know, at the end of the day, we we as individuals have to be safe. We you know we have to put our our uh, priorities in order. And um, I would like to think if you know when when the season does kick back up, I would like to be healthy enough to watch the damn thing. Just saying, <laughs> just saying. Um, so. All right, so let's let's get to the fun part of today's show. We're going we're going to uh, give you our uh, perspective, so to say, our comfort 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 zone on some of some of the uh, players that we've added onto the team, man. That's supposed to uh, propel us um, to to more wins and hopefully hopefully a playoff runnings eventually. Um, so 
we're going we're going to cover three players in particular. Uh, one being Mr. Teddy Bridgewater, um, and you know I'm. And I, I, I look at Twitter, Twitter feed, you know, saying um, people talking about Teddy, especially some of the Panther fans. And, you, of course, you know, Facebook and, and Instagram, eh, people have a lot of mixed feelings about Teddy, man. So I, I think it'd be great if, if you two gave gave us your level of comfortability uh, when it comes to uh, one Teddy Bridgewater. And we'll get into Shaq and Whitehead in here in a minute. Um, so, Kevin, on a scale of one to five. One being, oh shit, what the fuck is going on? And five being, that's my dude. That's my, my that's my man right there. We're gonna ride, man. We're gonna be all right. How, how how comfortable are you with Teddy? Yeah, for me personally, um, you know, put me down for a four. You know, like, you know, I ain't DMS, but that's my man's in them. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm comfortable with Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, I get the fact that. You know, when I'm engaging in the different Panther groups and how, you know, fans, you know, you still got a lot of venom from the Cam Newton fans uh, that that are still in their feelings. So whoever the next quarterback going to be ain't going to be shit to them regardless. And then you got the fans that who weren't Cam Newton fans, but, you know, they're just not Teddy Bridgewater fans because they feel like he's injury prone because he had that nasty knee injury about, what, four years ago and... Oh, he um, he only played five games with the Saints. They had a loaded roster. You know, we paid a backup, you know, starting quarterback money. I mean, you know, people just going to have, you know, people just got to have something to complain about. So I get that comes with the territory. Uh, but as far as my comfort level goes, uh, one of the things that I'm liking, number one, the, the relationship that him and uh, the relationship that him and uh, Joe Brady have, uh, I think that is probably one of the primary reasons why they were, uh, so willing to invest in, um, so willing to invest in um, him like they like they did with the contract. Um, realistically, like what three years, six, three minutes, twenty one million dollars for a starting quarterback. Uh, that's that's cheap, folks, in today's market. It, uh, <laughs> you know, that's real cheap. You know, you're looking at a, you know, Russell Wilson was getting like what thirty five million. So uh, yeah, you know. It, I just feel like that, you know, fans just want to gripe about either because the player that they wish was still here is not here or the player that they wanted to come here we didn't um, get. Uh, I'm, I'm cool with it. Uh, I, I like Teddy. I like, the, I like his intelligence. Uh, I like the fact that, you know, that what 74-mile bike ride he did, was it last week, I believe? I mean, yeah. damn, I haven't drove 74 miles since this – <laughs> work from home been in. I've been at home since uh, March 13. I don't think I've driven 74 miles personally. So, yeah, overall, Ted is a four with me. Um, I, I really don't have anything uh, negative to say. The only reason why I don't, I'm not going to give him a five because he ain't made it to Charlotte, so I don't know how the vibe is going to be. But I feel like he's going to get along with people. And I think he's going to surprise a lot of fans, even his haters, if they allow it. All right, all right. So, Kev's pretty comfortable with Teddy. Pretty comfortable. You got, got, got a couple level of number four, you know, you know. No pun intended. Uh, well, scale of one to five, man. How you feeling about old Teddy Ted? I'm all in with Teddy right now. Oh. I mean, I'm going to go full five right now. You know, and I think, you know, we talk about what fans think, you know, detractors think. Teddy's not, job isn't to please them, you know. 
that's the last thing he needs to worry about right now. His job is to go in and win the locker room, win the trust of the coaches, and help establish and build a culture. You no, know, my coach always used to tell us to block out the outside noise. So mm-hmm. fans that are mm-hmm. upset that he's the quarterback of this team right now, all they are are that outside noise that the coaches in that building are telling him to block out and ignore right now because we always, as a team, you never want to get high too high when you're high and you never want to get too low when you're low. So when you're high, everyone's hyping you up. They're going to be all over you and happy and gas you up and you think you're better than you are. As soon as you crash down, they're the first ones to just kick you down while you're down. And they're not going to be there for you. They're not going to be in the stadiums. As we see the empty stadiums when the team's losing, they're not going to be there. Mm. So I think his job, you know, it'll come. The fan support will come with success. So he doesn't need to worry about that right now. His job right now is to win the locker room, gain the trust of the coaching staff. And that's something I believe he can do. I mean, I heard Robbie Anderson say, where Teddy Bridgewater go will be a major decision in his free agency because that's the guy he wants to play with. You know, I look at a guy that came up in Liberty City, a hard part of Miami, made it out of there, which is hard to do. You know, he goes to Louisville, balls out. He was considered a top five draft pick at one point. And I guess he took his gloves off for pro day and didn't perform well, so he slipped like 30 spots and fell to the back of the first round. But still got his opportunity. I mean, he... Went to Minnesota his rookie year. They relied on Adrian Peterson a lot. He didn't, so he wasn't asked to do much. Sophomore year, AP goes down. I mean, he leads them to the playoffs. You know, he gets a Pro Bowl alternate. So, I mean, his career's on the upswing. They're a field goal away from advancing to the second round. Then he has a tragedy in year three, which was supposed to be a breakout year for a young quarterback. So, he never really got to fulfill his full potential because of that injury. So, it's kind of this year I consider him picking up from year three where he left off, except he's more mature, he's older. He has that year sitting behind Drew Brees and Sean Payton in that system. And, I mean, that's the system that's coming here to Carolina with Joe Brady. So they have that relationship built already. So as far as coming in, gaining the trust of his locker room and teammates, getting the trust of his coaching staff and getting that team around him and helping lead this team through the hard times. I mean, there's going to be a lot of hard times this year. I'm prepared for it. But I think at the same time, it's an opportunity for these guys to build that camaraderie, build that brotherhood, you know, build that bond. Because nobody's going to be in their corner but them. It's going to be them against the world. You know, I mean, there's going to be some loyal fans who will support them through that thick and thin. But a lot of fans, you know, they're going to kick them while they're down and, you know, not support them like that. So they think with that me against the world mentality, being able to rely on your brother, being able to rely on your teammates and build that chemistry and build that organizational culture I think he'll do that I've seen him do it and I think you know I think that's a good thing for this team to start off the Matt Rule era is to build that bond and that brotherhood knowing that the guy next to you is going to go to war with you and you can rely on him to do what he has to do to help you know win whether you're up by three points or whether you're losing by 40 points the effort's going to be there and they're going to be able to rely and trust each other and try to build a foundation for future years so yeah I mean I believe he can do that I know, man. Right on. Yeah, so we got a a four from Kev and a five from Will. Well, Panther fans, I believe uh, Teddy's uh – Teddy's Teddy's something we're gonna be comfortable with. I'm I'm right with you guys. I'm I'm like a I'm four and a half. You know, I mean, I I I love the fact that he gets to play with with a guy who 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 brought that scheme to him after he moved he went to New Orleans. That that it, folks, you can't get a better setup than that when you, when it comes to putting some. 
putting a, an offense together on the field. When you have that continuity with your OC and your QB, buddy, it, it makes things a lot easier. It a lot easier. And then, of course, you put that together with CMC, and now you got Robbie, and we got DJ, and we got Kurt. With that O line jails, folks. If that O-line jails, oh, my God. You saw what CMC did with that bullshit O-line we had last year. Stop playing games. Stop playing games. Then we get this defense. If this defense holds true now, woo (laughs) Folks, if we get a lead on people and we can run the ball with CMC like that, We'll be just fine. We'll be just fine. All right, so speaking of defense, we'll talk about Mr. Whitehead first because um, I, I I really don't, don't know too much about him because I'm, I'm going to have to rely on you guys for this information. Um, so Whitehead, um, a linebacker, um, came out of um, um, Oakland or Las Vegas Raiders, and uh, he's going to help Shaq out in the, uh, the, on the, in the linebacker, linebacker core. So, excuse me, um, Kev. One, five. How you feel about Mr. Whitehead? Uh, with me, with Tahir Whitehead, uh, my comfort level. I got to be honest with you. It's about a, it's about a two, and it's nothing personal. It's more so a lot of the unknown factors uh, with him. Uh, obviously, with him being familiar with Matt Rule goes a long way. Uh, just from what I studied upon him when when we signed him, I was the main thing that bothered me was. And again, we have to take it with a grain of salt because, you know, it is pro football focus and their grading of system. But it seems to be that pass coverage is definitely not something that to hear Whitehead excels at. When you think that we're in a pass happy NFL league, when you think that even when uh, the great Thomas Davis was here, still during his, you know, late prime, you know, he even started, you know, having some struggles and, and that aspect, you know, when he's primarily been a solid, you know, cover guy. But uh, just for just for the cover aspect of it and a pass happy lead, that's why I got him. Um, I'm gonna say a two. I was thinking about a three, but again, uh, I'm just I'm just thinking about the matchup nightmares. You know, when it comes to, you know, how the uh, our opponents gonna look at, particularly in our division. Uh, we got some tight end monsters in our division, bro. Um, and. And I know if I was an offensive uh, coordinator, if I see Tahir Whitehead outside, I'm automating for my tight end or running back to go wherever he is and put in that work. Uh, that's that's just me. That's I, I'm thinking how 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 would I how would I attack our weakness? So, uh, but outside of that, uh, you know, from a run defense, which is obviously our biggest weakness, um, I like him. Um, he's that thumper. He's that dude. Uh, he shed blocks good. Um, he brings the wood. He's he's an old school lumberjack in the um, in the uh, from a running running uh, as a run defense aspect. So uh, I like him in um, in that area. That was almost enough to make me say a three. But again, since you know so pass heavy, I kept it at a two. So that's my analysis on him. Okay, okay, two for Mister Whitehead by Kev. All right. So Will, what you what you how you feeling about it, bro? One through five. What how you feeling? Yeah, I'm going to go a little bit higher. I'll go two and a half, let's say. <laughs> 50-50 on them halfway there. 50 50 I mean, you know, <laughs> I think in this league now, you got to have the um, linebackers that become safeties, and safeties that become like corners. I just think those 
linebackers that just, you know, bang heads against the run and can't really cover in space, match up with tight ends, in some cases receivers. I mean, look at running backs. I mean, you got guys like Saquon Barkley and Alvin Kamara and our own Christian McCaffrey coming out of backfields now. So if you've got a guy out there that can't cover, no teams will find a way to exploit that in coverage. So I think that's a um, something we just got to look out for. I mean, you look, look at a contract. You can tell what a staff thinks of a guy because of his contract. I think his contract is one year, $2.5 million, so that tells me. And look at him as a stopgap guy at that position, mm. not the long-term solution. So, I mean, he's going to come in there. He's a solid starter. I mean, he's an experienced guy. I mean, he's going to do his job, you know, come in there and be, that's you know, as best as he can. But I just don't think he's the long-term answer at that position as of yet. And I think we'll see um, those type of guys they drafted. Jeremy Chin, you know, how versatile, athletic safeties. I think those are the types of guys they're going to start looking at linebacker as well. I think Shaq kind of fits that mold, which is why Rule's kind of high on him already. Is that he has that versatility to be able to match up coverage-wise with a lot of players and also play the run. But, yeah, I, I agree. I think Whitehead, you know, when, if he can be exploited in coverage like that, it's just going to make that much difficult to match up with a lot of the offenses we're going to be seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, uh, so Matt Ice. And let's see, so Atlanta, Atlanta picked up uh, Gurley, right? Yeah, and they got some other running backs, younger guys too. That's going to be behind him. That's pretty mm. like Edo Smith, them guys behind him. Mm. And you know, Tampa, Tampa. I mean, their running backs are not you know like household names, so to say. But they gave us fits last year um, at at points. Um, and then you got New Orleans, as you mentioned. You know, uh, and you and Kev both mentioned. You know, Kamara, dude. <sighs> Motion him out and <laughs> motion your running back out in the slot. Make Whitehead go out there. It's gonna be interesting. But yeah, yeah, I, I I do know one thing about that dude. You run through the A gap, he gonna see you. <laughs> you run through the A gap, he gonna he gonna come see you. So that's 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 what that's what Whitehead's about. I, I I dig that much. I didn't know about his uh his his coverage. So I'm glad, I'm glad you guys informed us about that. Um, yeah, <laughs> darn it. All right, so of course. And we'll mention his name. One, uh, one Mr. Shaq, left over from the uh, Rivera Keekley era, and I, I do have to say, Shaq, Shaq has, Shaq, Shaq has shown flashes of some absolute brilliance. Man, he 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 has it. He has it, folks. He got it. Now he, he he's gonna have he gonna have to show it all by himself, but he he, he got it. Um, so how how do we how are we feeling about Shaq, uh, Kev? One through five. Shaq for me, I'm I'm gonna go all out with a five with Shaq. I really feel like that he had probably the best two linebackers uh, that you could possibly even ask for uh, to learn behind and to mentor and to grow. Um, I really think that that's something that um, that he's really going to be able to take advantage of using that knowledge. Um, that's just something I'm really, I'm really confident in. He's, he's, he's been moved around a lot. What three off, three defensive coordinators, a uh, couple of different position coaches. Uh, you know, give this man some stability, and we we saw enough of that in um, 2019, in spite of the season where uh, it was some games where he he was the stud of the show, um, and and in all aspects, run and and run stopping and coverage. Uh, 
you know, he was uh, he was doing a little bit of everything. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm just a fan of Shaq. I, I had a lot of people inbox me personally and be like, uh, what you think about him taking Luke's uh, Mike linebacker spot middle? I think he's still an outside linebacker. Uh, look, you know, in the days in the NFL, uh, uh, people get all caught up in the uh, – you know, in the uh, in the titles of the linebacker, trust me. Let's let's just clear it one more time. There will never be another Luke Keekley. Period. Done. Let's let's identify that. But the position that he played, I'm very confident in Shaq's ability to do it. I, I like the way that he attacks downhill. Uh, he's been doing that since uh, since draft being drafted. Uh, and I just um, I'm just I'm just highly confident that it's his time to shine. He didn't got his money. He didn't got that long term security. Uh, he finally um, has the uh, reps all to himself. Uh, no more big nickel um, to to play. So I just really think that um, this is his time to shine. I think he's going to prove a lot of his doubters wrong. And I'm personally going to be excited. I'm going to be bumping post <laughs> like like I'm acne. <laughs> so I'm definitely looking forward to uh, uh, to him um, proving himself right. Right on, bud. Right on. All right, Will. How you feeling about old Shaka? Yeah, I'll give him a four. I I won't go five just because he's going to be playing with new teammates, learning a new system, and not having that camp and to really work with them and gel right away. So I think it's going to take a while for this defense to kind of come together. But, I mean, it's still – I'm very confident in what he's able to do. I know a lot of being made about can he make that transition from Mike to, or from outside linebacker to Mike, but you got to remember in the NFL, you're in nickel package, you know, 50, 60, 70% of the time. So what's the difference between Will and Mike? You're standing two feet apart. I mean, you still got to play your gap responsibility. You still got to make your proper reads. You're still going to be covering curl flat, flat, you know, hook curl zones. I mean, matching up with backs and tight ends. I mean, it's a lot of the same responsibilities and keys. So it's not really that drastic of a difference as it was maybe in 1995 when teams were playing base four, three and stayed in those base three, four religiously. So, I mean, and Matt rule talked about that too. I mean, it's getting a lot of questions about three, four, four, three when they're in sub packages, probably most of the time anyway. So the responsibilities aren't really that different between, you know, in a nickel package between the mic and the wheel, they're standing right next to each other. So in that regard, I think the transition will be smooth. In today's game, I think he's the perfect size, has the, uh, enough athleticism to be able to be an effective player. I and mean, he's a great blitzer, pass rusher as well. I think, you know, in coverage, I mean, he can. they had him covering guys he had no business covering, and he still held his own a lot of times. I mean, we saw the plays he get burned, but how about that game against Tampa Bay when he was running step for step with Deshaun Jackson on the wheel route? <laughs> I mean, no, everybody forget that. So, <laughs> I mean, the guy's talented, and I think, Phil Snow is a guy that's used to dealing with versatile college football players. I mean, because a lot of it was made about uh, Isaiah Simmons and his versatility, but that's common in college football. I think what separated Simmons was just he's a freak athlete that made him that much better of a prospect. But versatile hybrid players are a norm across college football. So I think Shaq's versatility and abilities will be nothing that Phil Snow hasn't seen or won't be uncomfortable working with. So overall, I just think he he can get the most out of this system. That's one of the advantages of having a college coaching staff. I think you're kind of ahead of the curve when you're seeing NFL offenses, you know, like Arizona Cardinals, for example, I mean, coming in, bringing these college offenses and giving these old school 
coordinators' headaches. Well, we got college coordinators that are used to this and are ahead of the curve already. So I think guys like Shaq will benefit from that. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. I, I, that's one thing I can't wait to see is how, is how creative Snow gets with these, with these personnel um, packages that he can put together, man. I mean, you have such versatility up front. You have such versatility in the linebacker, linebacker room. You guys, you have so, so much versatility in, in the safety that you can put on the field. Uh, bro, I, I'm, I'm, I'm salivating, man. I'm, <laughs> I, I, I love defense, man. I, I, that, that's, woof. Man, that's gonna be interesting. That's gonna be interesting. Uh, and just my two cents. I'll, I'll say, I'll, I'll say, I'm sitting right there around a four, four and a half on Shaq. Man, I just gotta see it. I, I, I gotta see it. I gotta see it translate to this to this year. You know, I, again, like you know, like you said, these new players are coming in, but also you're you're missing a player like Luke, who his preparation is unmatched. You know, um, and, and that's. I'm I'm wa- I'm wa- wanting to see if Shaq has picked up on those key those key type of uh, um, uh, you know preparation skills and and attention to detail and things things of that nature when it comes to film and taking notes and you know you know seeing formations and recognizing that shit I I know he has it man I just I just need to see it translate I'll feel I'll feel more comfortable then man, that's just me Hey Tim it would surprise me if uh, you know Keekly is not still you know, possibly around, you know, watching film and, and um, you know, contributing. Like he said he wanted to still um, affect with the team. So, he did. you know, uh, you know, Luke Keekley might be the ultimate man cheat code getting the linebackers ready each week. And, you know, not, uh, you know, I mean, hell, he, he getting $15 million. So, you know, <laughs> hey, let's get <laughs> let's get something out of the deal. You know, um, it, it, you know, so some, some of the post quarterbacks was like Luke Keekley. Fifty percent of the time, called out their play and their audibles. Yeah, yeah. Like, like damn, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so if 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 any of that rubbed off, man, I, I think we're going to be um, I think we're going to be in good shape moving uh, uh moving forward with this linebacker core. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Man, I'm sure Luke just a text away. I mean, they played together with Shaq since what 2015 15. season. Shaq was yeah. 2015 draft. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I mean, we talk about four years together, sitting in the linebacker rooms all day together, probably practicing against each other, mm-hmm. you know, knocking, th- dropping thoughts off ideas, communicating on the field, mm-hmm. traveling, sharing hotel rooms. I mean, all of that. I mean, I'm sure they get yeah, text away. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure they got a nice little bond that Luke will help, stick out a helping hand if Shaq needed. I agree. I agree. That 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 brotherhood's strong, folks. Yeah, man. All right, so I believe that's all, all we're going to cover the, uh, on on this podcast. You guys have any parting shots? Yeah, just appreciate the support. We getting on that YouTube channel. Try to keep that up and running. Got two more draft prospects to get through. I know a lot of folks wanted to see something about what Phil Snow's going to do. That's going to take some time, though. I mean, mm-hmm. he's got a twenty-something year career, so I got to figure out where. You know, what he's thinking, who taught him, and all that stuff. But it's coming. So I'll try to keep that running. Thanks for the support. If you haven't subscribed yet, make sure you do. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that that YouTube that YouTube channel is legit, folks. Uh, we have we have well over 2,000 subscribers. Um, we got people uh, subscribing every day. And, you know, once the season kicks off, it's going to be even better. But our, our breakdowns, Will's breakdowns are – Second to none, folks. So, you know, it is what it is. 
just just saying, you know, it is what it is, you know. Yeah, what are gonna do? Hey, um, so, uh, Kev, you got anything you want to want to shout out? Or just, we good? Uh, just real quickly, just want to, as always, I never want to take it for granted. I want to thank our fans, our supporters, our listeners, uh, people who are not Panther fans that support the Foreman Rush, uh, especially to you guys. Uh, you know, a lot of y'all doing off the strength that you, you know, personally, uh, you know, you know us and you know our love and passion. Y'all want to see us succeed with this. So just want to make sure, you know, those people are not overlooked um, as far as the uh, appreciation goes. And, um, you know, just continue to, even though we're in a slow season, the four-man rush is constantly in work. Uh, I, don't, I, I, de- I definitely want to share the fact that uh, the four-man rush is officially trademarked. Which is uh, good. So this our shit now. You know, can't nobody, you know, can't nobody touch our emblem. Can't nobody, you know, cover like this is this is ours. And you know, when the four man rush, when we're successful, our fans and our support are successful. So we, you know, we appreciate y'all for pushing us to that point to want to take these steps. And um, you know, it's it's just gonna get better. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well said. Well said. Don't bite our shit. <laughs> <laughs> Our attorneys will see you. <laughs> Don't play games. Don't play games now. Don't play games. But now, yeah, yeah, absolutely, folks. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, like Kevin said, one for y'all. We we wouldn't even be going this far with it. So you know, we will. We we probably still be doing a podcast, but ooh, it's real. <laughs> it's real, folks. All right, so um. On behalf of the uh, Four Members crew, we'd like to uh, thank you guys for dropping through and dropping by and listening to uh, episode number 58. Mm, man, coming up on that 6 Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, man, we're going to keep it going. We'll keep it going. Um, but yeah, yeah, as always, thank you guys um, so much for checking out the Four Members podcast. Um, um, be on the lookout for um, Facebook Live with Kevin. Um, on our our post uh, post podcast post podcast <laughs> post podcast um, uh, review uh, about what we go went over uh, on this podcast, and of course you know we'll get a, we'll get the Instagram live back up again once we can start getting uh, getting more uh, uh, more action coming out of B of A. Uh, we'll get that back up and cranking, um, and of course subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, we got some great stuff coming out, especially since this, you know, um, this quarantine situation is around. We got, we'll have a little more time to put out some content and, uh, we'll smash in it and uh, we'll, we'll get that out to you. So make sure you subscribe. You can get that, get that notification. It's good stuff. Um, of course, um, go by our, uh, website, uh, www.the4manrush.com. That is the4manrush.com. Um, you can also catch us on Twitter. We've got, um, got some great content on there. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot. Um, we have a uh, old school uh, uh, Panther great following our following our uh, Twitter account now. Uh, Mr. Poole, I believe, right? Mr. Poole? Yeah, man. So it's, it's legit. Damn it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, check it out. Make sure you, uh, you're uh, following us on Twitter as well um, and Facebook, of course. Um, so, whether you're listening to this podcast in the uh, morning, afternoon, or evening, or if you're watching this podcast on YouTube, appreciate you. Um, thanks again. 
Um, keep your hands clean, keep your hands out your face, cover your face up, stay in the house unless you have to go outside. And as always, keep pounding. Clear. Chia. Hey Tim, I figured out what it was. It wasn't my it wasn't my phone or my iPad. The laptop that I'm on, it was digging the notification. So if I'd have cut the volume down, you would have been able to hear me. I got you. Damn. She made it to the last minute of all. 3%. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Better fog that shit up. She love it, we are in public and we can just chill with my partners and we can go back to my crib and just chill out the covers and do we call me and you love us. The Foreman Rush is brought to you by the love and respect of and for the Carolina Panthers and Carolina Panther fans everywhere. Keep pounding. The Four Men Rush is a non-affiliate of the Carolina Panther organization. All thoughts, assessments, and content of this podcast is directly related to the Four Men Rush exclusively. Thank you. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.